welcome. You're listening to The Breathe Key. My name is Saul James, your host for this radio interview. I'm joined by the wonderful John Robbins. Hi, John. Hi, yeah. And um, we are going to be discussing as part of Mental Health Awareness Week, the theme of the week, which is kindness. Um, John is currently studying um, a PhD in addiction science and looking at emergency psychiatric care, I believe. Uh, yeah, yep. so, um, yeah, well, I'm looking particularly at suicides and crisis care, emergency psychiatric care, and kind of um, how alcohol particularly interacts um, with suicide and people who make suicide attempts under the influence of alcohol and what care pathways we kind of have for them or not at the moment and how we can kind of improve improve things yeah and you've got a clinical background as well and you've have been more patient-led and are looking to be more patient-led after your phd i, I believe yeah yeah i mean i so i started 10 years ago i started as a drug and alcohol worker in north london in tottenham in Harringay, uh and worked in different sort of drug rehabilitation community settings i worked with drug and alcohol, um, criminal justice, drug teams, aftercare team, and um, I worked as a team leader for a peer support and outreach charity there. Um, and then I was I was very lucky to get a bursary from the Society for the Study of Addictions and uh, did the did my MSc at King's College at the Institute of Psychology, Psychiatry, Psychology, and Neuroscience, um, which is where I am now, working with. Um, some of the clinical psychiatrists from uh, the Maudsley to, um, yeah, hopefully improve in some way what we, uh, you know, the pretty bleak outcomes for alcohol use and suicide attempts, really. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I know <laughs> from uh, past experience that I could talk to you for hours. And um, so uh, John and I have known each other for... I was trying to work this out. I think probably around 12 years, roughly. So, yeah. yeah we were yeah. both working within the education sector back then. Yeah. yeah. Long time ago. And, um, nice. yeah, very fond memories. I'm very, very glad that we've um, kept in contact sporadically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we've managed to keep in contact. Um, and um, very, very excited to have you here for this radio interview. Uh, looking forward to what you've got to say, especially from your 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 background and uh, your knowledge. Question one is: What does the term kindness mean to you? Like so many things, it, it's an attitude, isn't it? It, it? it is. It's an attitude, and it's what you choose to turn your attention to. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fundamentally kindness. is It's about having a warm. Uh, a decision to take your attention outside of your own self. To someone else. To, to someone else. Yeah. In, in, in as much as you can. So it's like a positive but also attitude. Not yourself as well. Yeah. You know, so it's a positive it attitude, but it's where you're putting someone else needs. Yeah. Just being aware. Being aware. It's a, it's a hugely like you know it's a it's um uh it's a you know it's it's a it's a choice it's an awareness it's it's having a. Reminding yourself 
you're actually kind of a bit part player in a huge play, you yeah. know. And yeah. see, you know, but, but you you are one kind of uh, your actions do have influence. It sounds trite as I'm saying that. I don't. Not, not no, but I see what you're things. saying, and like the the attitude of being aware, having an attitude of awareness, and then yeah. choosing with that from when you see an opportunity to help someone. Yeah. And it doesn't and matter think, whether it's a knee-jerk reaction or yeah. a thought-through thought act of kindness. The, the attitude as well. It, it's not just about the other person. It's about yourself as well. Because, I, you know, I had this the other day. Like, I think this is one of the things that comes with, you know, being in a lockdown or whatever is you... I was walking down the street and I went to Sainsbury's and they had a queuing thing and there was two guys there and uh, it's like... You know, have you ever done anything where something just comes out of your mouth far more aggressively than you intended it? It's like, you're queuing. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> wait, John, well, where did that come from? Because no. I hadn't sort of taken time to sort of check in with myself. And, and where you were and who you yeah, were. Yeah, and I yes. hadn't spoken to anyone all day. And clearly, so you weren't you know, approaching so, it with kindness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that was my own self within that dynamic as well. It is, yeah. It's kindness is a dynamic. I like yeah. the, the concept that kindness... It, it requires us to kind of step outside of our own worlds a little bit. Hugely, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that, that, that's, that's really important to it, yeah. Okay, so um, the second question, why is kindness so important for us as humans? Without it, again, we, we retreat into ourselves in a way that isn't healthy. So I we go inside. In a way that isn't helpful for ourselves or for anyone else, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is where I will mention, I think I was talking to you about it before, that it's important for us as human beings because it allows us to understand other people, but not in a sort of like actually feeling what they're feeling sense, not that kind of huge, big, capital E empathy sense, but it is the, like, it's the seed at the heart of conflict resolution. How does that help us as humanity kind of be better? It has a snowball effect, doesn't it? Because it, it helps us, it helps people, it helps me to be kinder to myself as well as to other people. It's a kind of reflexive thing. It, it, and actually, sometimes I think being kinder to one's own self is harder than it is to be kind to other people. It's mm. kind of what we know that, you know, you know, actually, if you want to make yourself happier, you know, make somebody else happier. You know, it's, it's the thing of doing the things for itself. It's the yeah. example of, you know, um, what they, there was this, uh, they had two groups of people and they gave, they in Leicester Square and they said, right, we're going to clean up Leicester Square and litter. And they had... One group of people that they said, oh, we'll pay you 20 quid for this. And one group of people where they didn't pay any money at all. And the people who they didn't get paid any money at all said, at the end, said, yeah, it's good. We've only made this a nicer place. The beer cans are gone, you know, the newspapers are gone. Rah, rah. People who got paid money were like, well, yeah, 20 quid, you know, it's not bad. You know, I didn't really enjoy it, you know. But it makes the point that, like, when you start putting a reason or an expectation of some external reward for these things, that becomes a zero-sum yeah. game. And that's, I suppose, yeah, that's because you're going to 
I'm doing this because I'm getting something back makes it a question as whether or not that is actually genuine kindness. Whereas yes. if you if you know you're doing it because you're giving, yeah, then that's 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 yeah. great. So the third question: What do you see as the connection between kindness and compassion? Um. Yeah. It's oh, another good question. Did, did, compassion, I think, is more about. I suppose what you'd call that active kindness, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of um, where you're actually making a decision to try and make someone's life better or change the way that you operate to ha- uh, make somebody else more comfortable. Or, you know, I, these are the kind of, I suppose it's kind of you've got kindness, you've got compassion. Compassion is where the, the, the sort of the, the happy medium sits. You're talking about compassion being a deeper form of kindness. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it. I yeah, I think so. I don't think, and I think it's where more. I, I think to. I mean, this is just to to me and the way I sort of describe it. Compassion is sort of where actions sit. Okay. Be that action sitting with somebody and listening to them. But is kindness yeah. not that as well? Can I not be kind by by listening to someone? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. So how would that be different to compassion? I think compassion requires a non-judgmental attitude. Yes. Yeah, I th- and I, I, I think it's a blur of boundary, isn't it, between the two, really? I mean, because the more compassionate you are, the more that feeds into your attitude of kindness so that that becomes a kind of automatic kind of that's your baseline starting point. Yes, yeah, but that's you know. that's why we're looking at the question of the connection between kindness and compassion. And, God, yeah. Yeah. you know, kindness being this act, this awareness, as you said, and this, this attitude and then acting on that and not yeah. being just self-absorbed in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And linking that to something more deeper yeah. of compassion Um which, as you said before, I think there is a there is an element of empathy in there, because you're feeling, yeah, um, and that, as you said, then can link into acts of kindness and doing something. And it, yeah, I think that's it. I think you know, and this is also the, the sort of recognizing the limitations because you never really know what somebody else is feeling. No. No, and but, I think it's important to know in a sort of truly compassionate, to be truly compassionate, you've got to recognise, and this is sort of coming back into the sort of, it doesn't matter if you know someone's story or not, but it's understanding that it might... That they have one. And that they have one, yeah, absolutely. That they have one and it may be very different to yours. Yeah. So yeah. getting inside that other person where they are isn't necessarily... It, it, it isn't necessary. necessary. No, no, no. But being aware that... Yes, I yeah, I like that that if you are aware that everyone comes with a story, yeah. it helps you be more compassionate because yeah. you don't need to understand, but you just need to remember that they do have a story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so moving on to practical examples, question 4. Um can you give an example of an act of kindness that you have witnessed in your day-to-day life, something that oh. you've seen? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, well, my, my 
my PhD supervisors do it very regularly with the amount I put them through. But um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Nikki Calc and Kate Morley. Um, so, but uh, the uh, yeah, there was one actually. There was one. This was actually quite a few years ago. Um, and it was it showed a very clear distinction between individual kindness and a company's lack of kindness. Um, and I think I can say it because they don't exist anymore, do they? Southwest Trains. Um, so Southwest Trains, this was, um, there was a guard on the train. It was, it was, a, it was, it was almost sort of straight out of actually the Daniel Goleman emotional intelligence book. It was exactly like a version of that. And there was a guy who was drunk um, and just belligerent and aggressive uh, on the train. And it wasn't a packed train, but it was busy enough that it could have been a problem, you know. But this guard was spectacular. Saw this guy would have been within his rights to, like, call radio police and get him kicked off the train at the next platform or what have you. Um, and... I think he saw that the guy was wearing an Arsenal shirt or whatever. And it's just his ability to go, you know what? I'm going to sit down with this guy and chat to him about, you know, Arsene Wenger for, you know, as long as it took to get to Waterloo Station or whatever. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He would have been within his right of his duty, you know, um, to with his work to, to not do that. But he chose to invest his time in that guy and that moment as a compassionate way of dealing with that situation. I, and I really, really did think that was superb way that he did that. Um, and the reason it stuck with me was because of that same week, I can't remember what magazine it was, but they did this thing where they wrote to various companies pretending that, you know, uh, uncle Alfred, uh, he died the other day, but he was racked with guilt that he'd accidentally walked out of your store with a newspaper and he wanted to give you 30p to see which companies would take money. And the one company that took the money was Southwest Trains. And I thought, right, that okay. <laughs> How organisation can work. Capacity for kindness. Fantastic. Yeah. So question five, can you... Uh, talk about one act of kindness that you've received yourself that stands out for you. Actually, I can do. do that would be good. Again, many, but um, I will talk about one actually. And again, it, it sort of actually fit, fits into sort of people's job roles and, you know, and sort of like my um, bus ticket example earlier of. of we get caught up in these kind of rules or, you know, our sense of ego or identities that then make us inflexible or whatever. A dear friend of mine died and he died in his, uh, alone in his bed. Um, and I got a call from uh, a colleague that he worked with and I, I and the colleague assumed that I knew and I actually didn't and uh, my friend Mike he didn't have any family in this country so I thought well okay what's happened you know so I went and I called uh, what would have been 101 you know to speak to the police because they'd been round apparently and you know um, found Mike 
can this police the person on the end of the line you know she so it's the you know police non-emergency non-emergency number and you know i'm talking to her and i'm saying listen i've got just got this call but my friend mike died and like you know this is his address like what can you tell me and she's like well you're not family so i can't really tell you anything and not we're chatting a bit and like she could clearly tell that i what although i wasn't family he meant a huge amount to me and she was like all right cool i obviously because of my role i can't tell you what might have happened last night around eight o'clock and i couldn't advise you to go and speak to the neighbors on the left hand side because i wouldn't be allowed to do it i was like thank you thank you like you know what you're doing you she did it beautifully yeah it was just that little bit of like thing but it meant a lot for you yeah, it meant a lot because she didn't have to do that. And it was no. kind of that little bit of kindness that allowed her to sort of, she could, she took the time to, she didn't know my story, but she took the time to just listen. Yeah. And, and from that, yeah. drew her compassionate conclusions yeah. and thought, all right, cool. I like that. So she saw and she listened and she understood. Yeah. 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 And, and that made a big a very impact. Neat way of telling me what I needed to do. Yeah, yeah. really lovely. So the last question, John. Um, obviously, mental health awareness week. A lot of people are, are in extraordinary times with lockdown and isolation and um, struggling. Um, can you give one or two tips um, for people to show self kindness to themselves? in these times yeah uh it's you know it sounds so easy doesn't it to, to you know show self-kindness but you know i i, I struggle with it it's it, it we all do i think yeah. you know um because i i think it's like it's i think that the, the, the two things that, that strike me particularly is Suddenly, for a lot of people, it's dealing with uncertainty. Key thing is about letting go of the idea of having to be strong. I okay. think I think is really key because, again, it goes back to the kind of unhelpful stories that we've got to be strong, got to be strong for each other, and strong for, as a country, strong as individuals, and all of that. And it's just not. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. You know, we can hang ourselves by this idea of being strong. And I think the, to take it back to something that we always used to talk about in the treatment rooms was, you know, be smart, not strong. Yeah. So kind of be, be e go easy on yourself. Absolutely. Go easy on yourself. And, you know, learn to... Can I swear? <laughs> I was going to say, fuck up, that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? You learn from it. Like the process, it's going into a new area where you're constantly having to go from acting what is, becomes a very sort of regimented, we, get, we judge our lives in success and failure. You know what I mean? For a lot of people, we have kind of success at one end and this, scale and failure at the other and that's actually a very narrow way of kind of 
conceptualizing your life there's also sort of openness and uncertainty like going across that and I think often we sort of train ourselves to only evaluate ourselves according to this six, very narrow success failure band yeah but this is an opportunity that and you know obviously if somebody has you know lost them you know lost a loved one to coronavirus or is having severe you know, financial problems or on, on furlough, they lost their job. These are things that can be triggers or can be the start of genuine mental health crises. And that's not what I'm talking about here. And I will talk a little bit very briefly about that. You know, in terms of the day-to-day kind of short of that crisis, developing kind of an, uh, an attitude that's more about openness and uncertainty rather than success or failure yeah i think because there are there is no success or failure here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are redundant concepts in this kind of thing yeah you know and as uh, you said uh, finding the joy um day to day is important absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. like so, you know th- these are times of risk and uncertainty and we can find joy in the little things, reconnect with openness for want of a better phrase. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, it's realigning how we, how we are with each other and how we are with ourselves. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very good, if we can use this time for that. And as you said, be smart, not strong, kind of yeah. go easy on yourself. That's a message that's come across quite a lot, which is really right. good. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And of course, as well, I would also say that, you know, look, there is, there is another element to that, that like, I think, you know, they say, you know, you're only, you know, what, what, couple of weeks pay ever away from a crisis or being homeless or whatever. And that's true for the vast majority of people. Um, And recognising as well, the this if you feel like that is becoming a reality for you you know the services are not perfect there's been huge budgetary cuts there are certain but there is support out there out there yeah don't don't let that don't ever feel that because you don't have you know, history of severe mental illness that you don't can't call a crisis line. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. This absolutely. is, you know, one, one, you know, there are like, in the, certainly in, you know, where I'm based, like the, the kind of referral pathways have actually opened up a lot for crisis, um, yeah. mental health crisis, which is, you know, it's been in a, which is a good thing that's come out of this. And um, hopefully it will kind of have influences into the future as well so yeah. yeah i think a lot of people are realigning and re-looking at their 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 wellness and mental health support and programs uh across the board which is really good and and just to say again that on the brief key website there is a key support page with um a small but a growing list of um charities and foundations and places to go that you can um, approach for support and help but like John said I think it's important to remember that you can seek help and Absolutely. probably in some circumstances should seek help and support Absolutely. and that that's uh, okay 
Thank you very much, John. That's been a fantastic uh, interview. Like I said, we could chat forever. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I hope that was okay for you. No, no it's really, really it's wonderful to have uh, all these different um, viewpoints and standpoints on the on the on the the the, the, the concept of kindness and compassion, etc. But there's a lot of very similar themes that are coming through, and I think one of them that resonates loud and clear is that it can only be a good thing that we show kindness and compassion to each other yeah. and that it's something that we really need not just in this time but just as humans towards each other that actually that's um it's it's one of the key messages that's coming through so thank you for that john it's been fantastic you're very welcome thank you and uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening um this is the breathe key and series of radio interviews for mental health awareness week looking at the topic of kindness please do check out the other interviews on the page you can find the podcast on the website but also on apple podcasts and on the pocket cast app my name is saul james your host and hopefully have you join us for another interview shortly all the best Thank you.